everyone. Welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week we are joined by Gator gymnast Leah Clapper, who is gearing up for her senior season at the University of Florida. She joins us to talk about her career so far, what she feels has led to her growth as a gymnast, and shares a very exciting project that she's been working on that is now available. So stay tuned. But before we get into that, we real quickly want to take a moment to thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. A big thank you to Kathleen R, Amy M, Lucy S, Kevin K, Maya A, Becca S, Nina L, DFP, Blake B, Elaine E, Rydog, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, and Erica S. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. We seriously appreciate you all so, so much. And if you are interested in becoming a Patreon supporter, we will have a link to our Patreon in the show notes down below. We have three tiers, gold, silver, and bronze, ranging anywhere from $1 a month to $5 a month. And if you go to our Patreon link, you'll be able to see the perks of each tier level and more information. Now, let's get into today's episode. Please welcome to the show, Miss Leah Clapper. So you're gearing up for season. We're about two months away. So I guess just start by giving us an update on how things have been going in the gym for you and the team. Things have been going really well. We actually just had our first inner squad of the year yesterday. So that was a really great starting point. The first inner squad is always an amazing opportunity to learn something and get a sense of where you are individually and also where the team is. So going into the first inner squad, we've been having official practices for several weeks, working on polishing our skills, not really putting routines together quite yet at this point, but moving toward that direction and having a lot of fun and having that first situation of pressure and a little sense of competition. We always do a team one versus team two situation and have a little friendly competition in the gym and have that pressure and environment where we're all a little bit nervous, but excited and cheering for each other. Trying to imitate a meet as much as we can is a lot of fun, but it's also that taste of competition, which we haven't had since last season. And it's been several months. So just going Coming off the inner squad, I was really happy with my personal performance. I hit all of the events, all of the routine-ish things that I did, and was really proud of the team as well. We had good gymnastics and great teamwork overall. Of course, there's those little things that we need to polish up, like landings and you know hitting handstands, just the little stuff, but the skills were big power was there. Confidence, you know, can obviously be improved. But for this point in the season, everybody looked amazing. So it just put me in a really excited mood. I've already been excited for season, but now even more uh, looking ahead to getting to be back in the arena with full fans again. I'm so pumped for that. It's been 
almost two years now since we've had full capacity because of the pandemic. And I just cannot yeah. wait for that energy. I wanted to ask you about the freshman class this year, because I feel like this freshman class has to be one of the most anticipated in the whole country. So I guess talk a little bit about what they're looking like in the gym and maybe where you think they'll be contributing this season, if you can share. Oh my gosh, they look amazing. And they all have their unique strengths. And it's a little bit weird because we have a couple freshmen that haven't really been here yet because they've been doing all of their elite stuff and they'll be here in time for season. But even before the freshmen came, there was that aura of this class is incredible. And that was kind of how it was for my class as well. I mean, there was six of us coming into freshman year and we were ranked number one in the nation and comparing my class to the freshman class that's coming in to Florida Gators right now I'm like they're like 10 notches above us <laughs> so putting that in perspective uh, you know my personal experience I'm going on to my senior year and my goodness, it's going to be hard to make a lineup this year. Like it is motivating me. I think it's motivating everybody. You know, there's that possibility when you have a lot of amazing freshmen coming in that the upperclassmen can sit back and be like, freshmen are going to be amazing and they're going to take all the spots. So whatever, let me just have fun. But that is totally not the case. Um, here at Florida and I know personally I'm like super motivated I'm gonna have to fight for my spot every single person on the team is gonna have to fight their for their spot because there's no guarantees yeah super competitive lineups yeah and nothing stays the same so I'm not sure what it's like at other schools but our coaches they don't tell us the lineup until the night before the meet is when it's supposed to happen. But it usually happens literally during warm-up at the meet. Like we'll have a quote-unquote lineup that has eight people in it. But of course, only six people go up. So it really like depends on how some warm up. There's sometimes three options for that leadoff spot in a lineup. They're and keeping you guys on your toes. <laughs> it really does. It's great because it puts the people out there that are the best for the team in that moment in the coach's eyes it can get confusing and strange but you don't know that you're competing for sure until you raise your hands for the most part and uh it really just puts that uh every turn matters mentality in your mind even through warm-ups and make sure that you're focused and nothing can be taken for granted. And I think that's a really great way that our coaches have been able to try to combat complacency a little bit in athletes, which is cool. But I totally went on a tangent from your original <laughs> question about the freshmen. Um, I love them all. They all have their own personalities and they bring so much to the table, not just gymnastics wise, but also as people. So I'm really excited to see how they grow and thrive as Gators. And I think it's going to be an incredible season. And I really think the freshmen are going to do some amazing things this year and in their college careers um, going forward. So I hope so. I'm excited for them. I'm excited for the whole team. And yeah, season, it's coming.
Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. Well, and Florida just recently put out the schedule. That's something that a lot of gymnastics fans were waiting for all the teams to put out their schedule so we can start to really get excited about season. You guys always have a good schedule, but you got some really good teams going to be at Florida this year, like LSU, Oklahoma. Do you have a favorite team that you like to go up against? Or are you kind of just excited for all of it? Oh my gosh. Hands down, LSU for regular season. I have to say my favorite meet of the season is probably the SEC championships because there's just so much amazing gymnastics in one meet and it's incredible. Uh, national championships, I've only been there once, had some crazy things happen my freshman and sophomore year, but that was amazing as well. And I can't necessarily speak to that being better than SECs because there wasn't that many people at this yeah. past year's national championship. You didn't get the full experience. Hope. Yes, but so far, SEC championships, my favorite because just the fans are so rowdy and energetic and it's on podium and it's like just an extremely exciting gymnastics event. I mean, everybody that watches it can gather that and, um, really top-notch teams but regular season LSU hands down favorite to compete against it just has that rivalry vibe and it's just like fire on the floor and it's a fight it's intense that's for sure and it's so funny because we're like a lot of the Florida Gators and a lot of the LSU Tigers like we're all friends off of the competition floor and have competed together in club and all of that stuff. And we're like hugging and saying hi before and after the meet. But when the competition is going, it's game on. And you have to fight for every single last 10. I think every year that I've competed against LSU, it's come down to pretty much less than a 10th of a point for the winning team. And it just is so exciting. I can't even explain to you how crazy the locker room was after we won against LSU last year at LSU. It was, we were all screaming our heads off, you know, squirting our water bottles everywhere, like showering each other and just like throwing our heads back and screaming for like 10 minutes straight. It was so exciting. It was the best feeling. And you're just like on cloud nine the entire rest of the weekend after a meet like that oh it's just it's making me so excited for this season but they're coming to the Odo in Florida this year so it'll be a home meet and it's for sure gonna be an exciting one yeah do you know for sure yet like the capacity limits at the meet like are you guys allowed to have all your season ticket holders and all the fans in the stands do you know anything about that yeah all that I've heard has been full capacity. So nice. good to go for now, at least. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. That'll be a lot more fun than having just a few fans or no fans at all. For sure. So this is your senior year. And I guess I should say your senior year of gymnastics, because you technically already graduated with your bachelor's in advertising, right? You did that in the summer. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So you're going into your final year of gymnastics. So I guess... Are you like in your fields going into the season or is there a possibility that maybe we could see you for a fifth year? You, you probably knew this question was coming. 
Yeah, I mean, everything is up in the air. Nothing is set in stone, but I would love to take a fifth year. And that is 100% on the table right now. So I'm super excited about that possibility of having more eligibility and getting it to take a fifth year. We'll have to see. Haven't really talked to the coaches about it yet or anything. Uh, we haven't started our individual meetings yet for the year. So I don't really know uh, too much information, honestly. But right. ever since I heard that we have the possibility of five years, I've been so pumped about it. And just honestly, I, I love this life of a student athlete. It's such a blessing and it's such a short time in general. Four years is flies by and even five years that's so short so being able to get a little bit extra out of it and squeeze some more gymnastics um, into my career is a really exciting possibility for me I just have no clue what I'm going to do for school. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's such a rare opportunity. Like this is something with like the pandemic, obviously that's never really happened before. So the fact that all of these athletes are getting the chance to even have a fifth year, there's a part of me that's like, if it's able to work out, I'm like, everyone should take it because it's an extra year of gymnastics and we would love to see you for another year selfishly. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> What is it like being in grad school and balancing that with gymnastics? Is it, does it feel the same as undergrad or is there any differences? It does not feel the same, if I'm being perfectly honest, just because grad school is a little bit of a different beast, to say the least. Um, just the structure is different, at least in my program. It's a lot more project-based, a lot less busy work, which I love, um, more hands-on learning with your professor and with other students. So it's been a lot of fun and I've really enjoyed it. On top of that, however, I had not taken a semester off of school since I came to college. So I was going for three years straight and never had any time off school. So I really got in my groove of undergraduate studies and was going, going, going good. And then I finished my undergrad degree in advertising and I did an internship over the summer, which was so much fun. I worked for Nike and had an absolutely amazing experience and I'm very thankful for that. But I got a little bit of a taste of the work world over the summer, I'd never been in a corporate environment before. And it really just reminded me how much I love projects and I love being creative and creativity just truly energizes me. And when I jumped back into school life, it kind of hit me like a truck. I was like, oh my gosh, academics. I've got to read all these articles and write right. all these papers. And I forgot a little bit how to do that. So it's been an interesting journey this semester so far because coming off of working for Nike I was so pumped about like working on projects and I was a full-time internship so when I actually went back to school I was thinking I was going to have more time and I am a very ambitious and creative person so I had all these projects that I was like brewing in my mind over the whole summer and I was thinking when I'm done with my internship, I'll finally get to start on these and all that good stuff. So I like jumped in full force when school started and quite honestly, probably put a little bit too much on my plate, but all good things. So much, 
so much exciting stuff. And so I felt like I was working like four jobs, being an athlete, being a student, doing all of these other projects that really just excite me and a passion project for me. So I feel like, and this is very new for me, but I am learning a bit of a lesson this semester in that like overwhelm, it's overwhelming, but it's okay. And I reached a point after a few weeks where I was like, I'm doing way too much stuff. This is insane. But then I realized that everything is an amazing opportunity. And I was having so much fun with all of the different projects that I was doing. And as I've mentioned a couple of times, like I'm ambitious and like to be busy. Like I do not like to sit still, probably should sometimes, but relaxing is not really my thing. And I just realized there's never going to be a time that things stop. Like I was looking forward to, oh, if I can just get to that weekend, I'll be able to rest a little bit. Or if I can just get to Thanksgiving break or just get to Christmas break, whatever it is, you're always looking for that next little vacation and you feel like things are going to slow down, but they're not going to slow down. (laughs) And I just realized that, you know, things don't stop. Life just keeps going. And instead of always like just going as hard as I can running against the clock until you get those little glimpses of like, quote unquote, vacation, that's not the best way to live. And I, there was one day, it just like was a big uh, revelation to me. And I was like, what if I just accepted the overwhelm and like took it on as a fun challenge? And, you know, what's the worst thing that's going to happen like I can't get this done and I asked my very understanding professor for an extension and I've never asked for an extension before and she'll probably grant it to me like if that's the worst that's going to happen like just take a deep breath and do the best I can while still prioritizing you know all of those aspects of mental health and self-care and all the things that I need to do in addition to all of the projects and classes and gymnastics that I'm doing. And that just felt like a huge weight lifted off of my shoulders. Yeah. And I was on cloud nine for like a couple of days. I was like, you know, I'm doing all this cool stuff and you know, maybe I can't do it all, but I'm going to try and it's going to be okay either way. I think it's how you frame it in your mind too. I really appreciate that perspective that you gave because that's something that I think everybody can relate to, whether you're an athlete or not. Like I'm in grad school right now and I've been like super, super overwhelmed since I've started. And I feel like I'm doing too much at one time. So then I look at somebody like you and you seem like you have more on your plate even than I do. And you're managing and you're thriving. And I think it's just like your perspective and how you kind of look at the situation. So I really appreciate you saying all that, honestly. Oh, for sure. And I'm learning it too. Like I have no, by no means have it all figured out, but it's been a journey and, you know, a lesson that I think will continue to evolve, but has definitely been helping me. And it's also important, I think, to remember to look at the big picture sometimes, because it can feel like when you're deep in the weeds of doing all this homework and trying to get all this stuff done, and you always feel like there's just too much to do and not enough time. But if you take a step back and realize like how much that you've actually done in the past couple of weeks, 
or past couple of months, it's like mind blowing, honestly. Yeah. And sometimes I look back and think, how did I do all of that? Like, that was so cool. Like, wow. And, but I knew through that whole time, I did feel overwhelmed. So I'm trying to feel less overwhelmed and prioritize things. And also I understand I've accepted that I'm going through like a productivity phase right now. And I think that's probably something that a lot of people do like while they're in college, while they're starting to build their careers, whenever. Um, I know there's a time in life when you just have to like sit back and enjoy it. But right now I'm really pumped about like building stuff mm-hmm. and creating and taking advantage of opportunities. And that's like college is a time for that. So trying to fit it all in and, you know, also stay sane at the same time. I'm doing my best. Try. <laughs> yes, try. Keyword try. <laughs> Looking back again on last season, you really did have like a breakout year. I feel like you, so you really, the beginning of your career, at least at Florida, you were really only doing beam. And then last season you started doing floor and a little bit of bars. You got a perfect 10 on beam. So you were like killing it last season. What do you think contributed to your success? Like personally? Well, first of all, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And junior year was kind of a huge step up for me. And, you know, I've been building um, this whole time since I came to college, but, you know, a little improvement, a little more, and always just working towards my goals and putting in the hard work. And I just felt like so much of it paid off last year. And it was such a blessing. And I, I look back and I still can't believe that I got a perfect 10. Like that has been one of my life goals since I was like eight years old. So it's really crazy. And I really hope that I can get another one or a few more this year. That would be incredible. But I truly think that there's so many factors that play into success and freshman year I I guess I'll take you through the story of my college gymnastics career I guess and how I looking back reflecting back on the past three years so freshman year coming in I felt like little fish big pond big ocean actually like I was coming from a gym where I was one of the best people on the team, if not the highest level gymnast at my gym. I was the only one that competed in elite and qualified to the PNG championships. And all of that was so rewarding for me and really exciting. And it's what got me to Florida. So such a blessing, so thankful. But then when I got here, of course, everybody had done that kind of stuff. And I was coming onto a team where half of the people had been to Worlds or on the national team and all of this crazy stuff that was quite honestly a little bit intimidating. And I loved all my teammates as friends and teammates, but in the gym, I had googly eyes at their gymnastics. I mean, I just didn't measure up um, in a lot of ways. And instead of letting myself use that as fuel, I started to self-doubt myself a little bit more. And I remember having so many days where I just felt like I was the worst person on the team. 
And whether that was true or not, I don't really know, but I just felt like I was letting myself down, letting the coaches down, um, you know, at the beginning of my freshman year. And that was a struggle. Of course, I was having a fun time and really loving college gymnastics, but I just didn't have that confidence that I needed to really go out there and own my gymnastics. Things started to turn around, of course, and I started to build up some confidence, but like even getting to compete on beam that year was like, oh my gosh, I'm a Florida Gator. I can't believe it. And, you know, nailing my routines. I think I got a 9875 at every single meet yeah. my freshman year. You I did. Every you, single meet I did. Yeah, you did. I looked it up and you were like the 9875 queen. <laughs> <laughs> I was. And that was exciting to me. But I just, at the end of the year, I didn't feel like I had reached my full potential. And I had some other things going on. Um, I guess being a little vulnerable here. I started trying to eat really healthy my senior year of high school and just really got into some bad restrictive eating patterns and didn't really realize it at first, but I was trying to do what was best for me and listening to all of the health advice on the internet and you know, social media is not the best place for nutrition advice because there's so much contradiction out there. And all I was trying to do was be the healthiest version of myself and like set myself up for longevity. And it just took a turn for the worse because I was too worried about it and yeah. being too obsessive over it. And I didn't realize it for several months, but I ended up losing weight and with that, I mean, I was already small, so I lost a lot of muscle and it took a while to realize, but like my power went down and that was a big factor in my gymnastics, like went a little decline. And I also just with self-doubts and, uh, you know, not feeling like I was at my best, kind of in a negative pattern of not reaching my full capacity and by no means like was it a bad year or anything but it just wasn't where I wanted to be and I was able to turn that around um and with lots of help from coaches and my parents and nutritionists and get back onto a healthier diet like what fits me not necessarily what fits everybody on the internet but what really fuels myself. And that was a long process for me to figure out, but I built back my strength and got my power back. And that was a huge component of my gymnastics improving and just working on details. Like college gymnastics is a different beast than JO yeah. and elite, or it's called development program now or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But <laughs> college gymnastics and elite gymnastics um, you know, you're focused on the big skills and you're focused on doing all of the cool stuff and getting a college scholarship and, you know, winning things, whatever it is, but you're less focused on never wobbling on beam and having your toes perfectly pointing, your legs perfectly straight in every single thing. It's a, at least at my gym, it was a little more skills over perfection. And once you get to college, it's all about that consistency and that perfection because titles come down to half tenths and quarter tenths. And that one little hop 
on a landing that doesn't matter at all club gymnastics makes a huge difference for you and your team in college so just jumping into college gymnastics and getting better at those things like looking back now on my series on beam like it looked so ugly my junior (laughs) senior year of high school and now it's so much better just because I've been focusing on it so I think those are also factors that contributed to my gymnastics improvement sophomore year so we're kind of a year story now we're going into sophomore year I was so committed and motivated my sophomore year freshman year I was just like oh my gosh this is crazy I'm a Florida Gator yeah cool like jumping down on the team but sophomore year I knew what I knew what was up and I knew what to expect and I knew the commitment that it would take to be successful for myself and for the team. And coming off of my freshman year, we had a devastating end to our season. Uh, Our team did not even qualify to the NCAA championships. It was quite a depressing day for the Florida Gators, but we all came together and, you know, realized we all went through it together and it was heartbreaking, but it was something that truly motivated us and brought us closer. And I remember so clearly our team meetings after the end to that season and how we were going to come back stronger the next year and never let that happen again. And that just lit a fire in me. And I think everybody else on the team as well. So coming into sophomore year, super pumped up, ready to go. Gymnastics way better than freshman year going into season feeling really strong it went well I did get pulled out of the lineup after the first couple of meets on beam because I was having a really bad week in practice like it was an absolutely good decision from Jenny and other coaches uh because I was having a very bad day um and sorry very bad couple of weeks in the gym like It just wasn't up to the standards of being an anchor on beam. And I knew it too, but it still like hit me so hard when I didn't have that lineup spot that I had worked so hard for all of preseason. And, you know, it came down to confidence. I started to get in my head a little bit as, you know, everybody does, you know, focusing on those mistakes and just not having the best mentality in the gym. Like if I fell, like I would let that roller coaster into a bunch of other thoughts. Like, oh my gosh, if I don't make the next one, then I'm not going to make the lineup. And then I'm not going to this. And then I'm not going to have a successful career at Gators gymnastics and, you know, snowballing effect. And it was not good. But I remember specifically after I had to watch my teammates compete at a meet and I didn't get to go, I was just like, I want to be out there so bad and that like relit the spark and my mother actually helped me so much because she was comforting me at our away meet when I wasn't in the lineup and she was like tell me that you're confident or that you got it and I was like I got it and I didn't believe it I'm just like you have to tell yourself these things with conviction and she told me to like go in front of the mirror and tell myself that I'm an amazing gymnast. I'm awesome at beam and 
I'm confident and I'm strong and I'm powerful. And I was like, okay, well, that's dumb. But I guess at this point, I'm going to try whatever. And so I started using those personal affirmations and it really worked. Um, It was a fake it till you make it kind of situation. But I think I knew in the back of my mind that I truly did believe those things. But it was a great lesson in confidence. And I would say that was my biggest lesson of sophomore year. Of course, our season did get cut short because of COVID. So that happened. But sophomore year was overall a really good season. We went undefeated in regular season, which was absolutely incredible. I got to compete beam at almost all the meets. I think I got my first 9975. I exhibitioned bars a couple of times, which is good. And I was training. I've been training all the events ever since I got here, but I think everything was going pretty well. I just, we had an incredible team and I was more of a beamer. So that brings us to COVID. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a whole situation. That was a whole thing in itself. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And that could be another half hour conversation, (laughs) but it was so hard for me to sit at home and not do gymnastics for three months or whatever it was. It was a long time before I could get back into the gym. And that just really reminded me of my love for gymnastics and how badly I wanted to finish out the season on a strong note because that hasn't happened yet. And junior year, I was coming in with just more experience and more confidence based on what I learned my sophomore year. And of course, improved gymnastics because I'd been working hard this whole time and trying to improve those little things and get more polished and just things started to come together and you know sometimes you just can't explain it but it um, was a really amazing year and I am so thankful for so many of the opportunities of last season such a fun team such a fun just year in general and yeah so grateful for it so that brings us to uh, senior year and of course, have big ambitions for this year. And I can't wait to see what happens. Of course, you can never, can never predict. Right. (laughs) Does everything you've been through personally and just like stuff in the gym, does that make having moments like when you get a perfect 10 on beam, does that make it even more sweeter? Because I feel like it totally does. Oh my gosh. Yes. And when I mentioned that I didn't get to compete beam uh, for a few meets, it's different when you like, can't compete something but I totally 100% could have been out there on the beam like I, I think I was an alternate and I just wanted to be competing so bad like I was physically healthy and ready to go but I didn't get to and yeah. that was frustrating um so when I finally did get to get out back out there after like two or three weeks whatever it was I think we had a bye week so that made it feel even longer I mean in the grand scheme of things it was a very short time But when I finally did get to go out there and compete again, oh, it was the best feeling. And it did make it so much sweeter. I think I came back with my first 995 or something like that. And yeah, definitely. When you go through obstacles, it only makes it better on the other side. And I think that's true for any aspect of life. I mean, I had a headache the other day. And I was like, this is not fun. And then when I 
finally didn't have a headache, I was like, I feel the best. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, same thing, but times a thousand uh, for gymnastics, I guess. Mm-hmm. So um, a new rule went into effect this year that allows college gymnasts, well, college athletes, as we say in general, not just gymnasts, but college athletes, the opportunity to profit off of their name, image, and likeness. So I wanted to talk to you about some of the opportunities that you've got since that rule came about. Yes. So that has been long awaited for (laughs) myself and obviously everybody in college athletics. I remember the first time when I heard the rule was maybe going to be coming into effect. I was so pumped because it just seemed like such a cool thing. And I truly felt like it was unfair that athletes couldn't make any money off of their personal brands when pretty much everybody else in the world could, um, for doing the same stuff. And I worked really hard on building up my brand Uh, for the past couple of years, one, because it was fun and a fun personal experiment based on what I learned in my advertising degree, but also to prepare myself for when the name image and likeness laws went into effect. And I think when they did go into effect, it was just wild, wild west right away. (laughs) It was crazy. Everybody was so confused. It was just very overwhelming and also just so exciting at first. And of course I was in the middle of my internship. So I didn't have like my full capacity to dedicate to it. So I had a little bit of a slow start, um, in seeing what was, what was up with this whole NIL thing, but I started with a few brand collaborations and have moved from there. And I've gotten to do several partnerships with companies and it's been so much fun. I just love content creation and that's something I've discovered through my time here at UF in school. So this whole making money off of social media situation is like a cherry on top of the cake or the sundae, sorry. Yeah, um, I mean, you can put cherries on top of your cake. That works too. <laughs> that would be really delicious actually. Um, so it was like, finally, I can finally, you know, have some benefits from all this work that I've been doing. Of course, I've learned so much. I've been food blogging for three years. I started a podcast. I've been working, creating all sorts of content on my personal Instagram and TikTok. Um, And I put so many hours into those projects. And to finally be able to get a little bit of dough off of it is just really exciting. Um, because I gained so much already in terms of meeting people and experiences and just learning, but of course it's kind of nice to make money sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's been really, really fun. I mean, I can tell you like a few <laughs> companies I've been working with, I guess. Yeah, go for I've it. I've been doing, um, some stuff with some apparel brands and a few restaurants and food products uh, associated with my food blogs. That's been really fun and very true to me. Also, I've been working with a company that connects high school athletes with college coaches and does recruiting service kind of things and being able to lead with education through that partnership. And it's been a lot of fun. Really cool. I've always thought it would be amazing to be an influencer or to create content for brands and get paid for it. And I can't believe that I'm finally doing it. 
I think the most important thing for me is staying authentic. And I have had so many opportunities of companies that just DM me or email, whatnot. But as an athlete, you really have to be a little bit picky and choosy in that you want to protect your brand and you also want to protect your values and also your time. Like just taking every single opportunity that comes your way isn't necessarily the best option because you can do a few really meaningful things and get a lot out of it and feel successful and fulfilled. Or you can do a lot of meaningless things that just take up your time and drain your energy. So that's been a really interesting balancing act so far and a lesson that I've learned throughout this process as well. And I'll tell you a few more exciting things because the brand collaboration part of it, which is kind of like the flagship NIL endorsement thingamabobber, (laughs) but you can also now build businesses a lot easier as a college athlete because you can use your name image and like this to promote stuff and before that was a big no-go my main focus has been on building things myself that are really true to me and I believe can be really helpful for gymnasts and athletes everywhere so the the project (laughs) that I have been working on for many months and I am super excited about is launching this week and oh it's been a whirlwind but it's been a mystery to everybody for a long time now and I can't wait to finally share it with the world but I created a gymnastics board game and I teamed up with my former club coach Claudia Kretschmer, owner of Gym America. And we are going into business together. We created a company called Chime Creative, and we are launching a gymnastics board game called Balance Palace. And it's just so exciting. I feel like it brings together so many things that are important to me and will hopefully be a lot of fun for athletes all around the country. And the reasoning behind it is really based off of my own gymnastics experience and the state of gymnastics that I see today. So playfulness has been super duper important for me. I think it's pretty much the number one driver of my success in the sport. And without playing, I don't think I would have gotten to where I am today. Like I was always just playing around and flipping and doing things on the couch and flipping on my bed and, you know, just doing crazy stuff at the gym, constantly forward rolling everywhere. And that's how my gymnastics career began, but it evolved into like playing with big goals and like new ambitions and big dreams and things like that. And, you know, I still always feel like a blast of excitement when I get a new skill, try something new or start thinking about a new goal. And that overall theme of play has been really important. And that's what has inspired me to want to spread that to other gymnasts as well. And one way to do that is through gamification and creating the gymnastics board game. So there's actually two versions. One version is to be played at home which has no gymnastics required. You can play it with your 
family and your friends. Okay, your good. Table, so whatever it is. So you're saying yeah. that we can play it. <laughs> you can play it. Anybody can play it. Great for families. Sit down, roll the dice. You move your way through Balance Palace, navigating your gymnastics journey and completing challenges. And you get to pick these little jewels and exchange little jewels for big jewels. And the winner gets the little crown and it's just a lot of fun, but the whole thing is themed with gymnastics and it's like you're going through a gymnastics story and um, a lot of fun. So like each space is meant to get you thinking about either a gymnastics experience that you've had or energizing you to think about a goal you'd like to attain. Like for example, there's a space called Acro Alps and there's different landscapes and there's like dunes and mountains and beaches and things like that. Um, So one of them is it would be really a lot easier if this was a visual thing, (laughs) I could show it, but um, audio try to explain here. Uh, For example, Acro Alps is land a sky high double back on floor. And there's a space where victory March, you went all around at a competition and other things like, problems that happen of course in a game it's a game so bad thing obstacles have to come up Uh, like travel delay you your car breaks down on a way to a meet or you forget your floor routine things like that and (laughs) it's really all themed gymnastics it's sparkly it's exciting and it's just so me and I am just so pumped to release it to the world. So that's version one. I'm so excited. Is you talking about this is getting me pumped up for. I'm like, I need to get this game. Yeah, yeah, that makes me so happy. Um, But that is actually not the original version. So it started out as an in-gym game, which is the other version of Balance Palace. They're both called Balance Palace, but one is at home and one is Mm in-gym. And the in-gym one is, my opinion, even more fun because you get to play at practice on beam and it's a really great way to make practice more fun. And it's meant for coaches and gym owners to get the game and let their teams play it during practice on beam. So each space, instead of just telling you something that happens, you actually have to do something. So you roll the dice, you move your little marker and complete the assignment listed on the space. Like you know, three back handstands or five split jumps on each side or nail this many turns, whatever it is, it takes you through a beam assignment. And then when you successfully complete the assignment on the space, you get the jewels and the same premise where you get to exchange the small ones for big ones. And the winner is crowned the beam queen and all of that good stuff. But it's a really amazing well I'm really tooting my own horn here but I played the game of course with my uh, teammates and it's so much fun because it just like brings out your competitive spirit and you of course want to win the game but there's ways to work together with your teammates too so there's special spaces where they're called beam battles where you grab a partner and whoever finishes the assignment first gets the big jewel Uh and the other person doesn't and then there's another type of space where you land and you grab a partner again but this time you work together and you have to create a stick chain so one person sticks their skill and then then you do it then they do it then you do it and you have to get four or six or whatever it is and then you both get the jewels and it just like really drives teamwork and competition and fun and just makes practice 
you know, it's different. It switches it up. I mean, a lot of gyms and coaches out there, you know, it's just five routines a day or something like that. And this is a really cool way to make it more interesting and add a little bit of sparkle into practice. So it's been bubbling up inside of me for a long time. And I'm so excited to finally share it with the world. And yeah. it's launching this week. So the website to purchase the game or check more out about it is shopshinecreative.com. And you can find it there and more information as well. I'm preparing with all the content creation that I'm doing right now. I've been preparing uh, videos that will go out on my social media before the launch they're already out there a few of them and then some more information about the game and some fun videos and things like that as well um so if you want to check it out see some visuals either go to the website or just to my instagram which is at leah clapper five so super duper excited this has been like a big project in the making for the past several months and it's been my main focus of the nil stuff because me and Claudia, a former coach, now business partner, we wanted to wait until the NIL legislation went into effect. So this is a lot, uh, you know, easier to promote and uh, share with the world and not have to uh, worry about the name, image, and likeness stuff now yeah. Now that it's a go. It's, it's super exciting. So been a big focus. Can't wait. Leah, that is incredible. I am like so proud of you. Honestly, like that is, you are a girl boss. Oh, (laughs) you, yeah, you're like doing it all. Seriously, that is so incredible. And I'm so excited to try this game out. I'm glad that's for people who have a passion and interest in gymnastics, but you don't have to physically do it because like your girl can't do anything over here. (laughs) So (laughs) I, I appreciate that aspect of it. And we will be sure to link to everything like down in our show notes down below too. So that way you guys can check it out. Yeah. Super excited. Yeah. I don't, congratulations. I don't think we've had Thank a you. gymnastics board game before. That's super unique. Thank you so much. I do not believe that any gymnastics board games exist. So mm-hmm. this may very well be the first one. And uh, honestly, can't believe that. But I mean, I would have loved to play a gymnastics board game when I was a young gymnast and I still I play it now obviously I created it I think it could be a really fun thing and I am really uh, anxious and eager to see how all of this turns out and I I truly believe that it will be an evolution and a learning process but I just hope that it energizes young gymnasts and people out there in the world to you know, get excited to get back into the gym and reach for that next goal and get excited for that next practice or competition, whatever it is. That's the really the goal behind the game. And just to bring a little bit more joy and playfulness into people's gymnastics journey. So that's super important to me. And I hope that other people can get to experience that as well. Yeah, you really are incredible. Like I like you said, girl boss. That's the perfect way to describe you because you're like student athlete, grad student. You got a food blog. You're making a game. You also have a podcast. I want to talk to you about your podcast, Zest and Progress. Lovely podcast you have. What made you, you want to start a podcast? So podcast came into my life 
during quarantine, I would say, because I was spending a lot of time at home and obviously not going anywhere, doing anything and really started listening to podcasts with my mom. And then when I came back to school, finally, just on my own, while I was eating lunch, eating dinner, whatever it was in the car, just taking up a lot of my time, I would say I'm an avid podcast listener. I listen to at least like 10 to 15 episodes of something a week. And oh wow, <laughs> I started realizing that these are having such an amazing impact on my life. I was learning so much. I was, you know, being educated about all these things I didn't know before and feeling inspired from hearing these podcast hosts speak about their experiences and bring on amazing guests and all of that good stuff. And then I started thinking maybe I could do that too. I love public speaking. I like being in front of a microphone. Um, I have all of these amazing teammates and friends who are athletes who have all these incredible stories to share with the world. And I wanted to get to uncover those stories of resilience and self-confidence and energy and be able to inspire other athletes out there. And that was really the premise behind it. Of course, there was other, you know, reasons why I decided to start one of them, the main one being to motivate other athletes out there and be that source of inspiration that just reminds you like why you started or, you know, to stay resilient, whatever it is, because I mean, I'm not giving these tips. It's the people that I'm interviewing and getting to hear their stories was so inspiring to me and hopefully inspiring to the world. So that was a selfish reason why I started the podcast. I wanted to talk to people and have great conversations, um, which definitely happened right from the start of doing the podcast. And then the third reason was actually related to NIL because I saw it a way to build my brand, but also build the brands of other athletes around me. So kind of a collaboration thing. I knew that if I could extend a platform to help them build their platforms and in turn build my platform, it's just like a win-win-win situation. All through that, you know, giving fun stories and inspiration to athletes, then that would be incredible. And I like to think that my episodes have done that at least in a small sense. And I had so much fun during last season, releasing my first season of Zest and Progress. And it's been like everything else. It's been a learning journey, but uh, great times, great conversations. I've received such amazing feedback. I, it just makes me so happy every time that I hear that somebody listened to it and got something out of the episode because that's just so meaningful and amazing. And yeah, it makes me feel all warm and happy inside. Yeah. Well, we love your podcast. I've listened to every single episode. Love the guests that you have on. Yeah. It's just super interesting. And you are such a great speaker and you're so interesting to listen to. Like you just have such a great perspective on life. And I feel like you just have so much to say. I could listen to you talk all day, not to be weird, but. Oh, <laughs> Aww. Yeah, well, I could talk all day, so please cut me off because I am a tangent machine. That's for no, sure. No, I feel like that's what I love about you. Like, I knew having you on, I'm like, she's gonna be so great at this. Not only because I knew you had your own podcast, but I just know that you're a talker and you're so good at talking that I'm like, 
you're gonna kill this yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're the kind of and we're like I can just sit here and listen to you talk and like I feel like that's what we're doing like I'm we're not even talking that much we're just listening to you and I'm just taking in everything you're saying and I'm like wow she's so smart this girl's got it all figured out <laughs> oh my goodness definitely don't have it all figured out but uh, I really appreciate it you guys are awesome <laughs> um I wanted to circle back real quick to I guess just like if you have any personal goals for yourself going into the gymnastics season and then also what the team's goals are. I mean, I could probably imagine what your guys' goals are, but I would like to hear from you. Yeah, well, I'll start with the team goals because that's an easy one. Win a national championship. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, but that's not the only way that we're going to have a successful season. Like that is, like I said before, the cherry on top of the cake. But really what we're trying to do is be the best team that we can be inside and outside of the gym and just lift each other up and work together and leave a legacy that we're proud of. And last year we had a motto about turning obstacles into opportunity and leaving our legacy at University of Florida. And I think that extends into this year as well. There's always going to be struggles. Nothing is going to go perfect. All we can do is control our controllables and and give it our best shot. So as long as we do that and we don't give up, we keep fighting, we are committed and try our best, I think we will have a lot to be proud of. And I'm so excited to see where this season takes us. And hopefully it ends up in a national championship ring. We'll be rooting for you guys. Very excited. And there's so much talent in college gymnastics this season in particular, but a lot of it is on your team. So I think you guys are going to be, you're going to fare a pretty good chance here. (laughs) Thank you. I, uh, yeah, at this point, I think so too. Based on our inner squad yesterday, I was really impressed with us, uh, which is really cool. Um, Personal goals though. I mean, I've been trying to compete all around ever since I got here. So that's definitely a personal goal of mine. It's going to be a tough one with all of the competition here in the lineups, but definitely something I'm working toward. And then also getting some more tens. I mean, that is, that is a huge goal of mine. Um, have one in the bank on beam, hopefully some more. I, that's still my strongest event, I would say, but I can do better on floor. I know that. And I went out of bounds way too many times last year. So maybe we can stay in bounds. I've made some changes. I'm taking less steps now. Changed my passes. So a goal for me is to compete my new routine and uh, have a lot of fun out there and just be consistent. Give it it my all. Give it my best. um, And hopefully, you know, get to do some vault and bars too. That would be really awesome. Yeah, I was watching the um, the inner squad and I saw you doing ball and that made me very excited. But there was also like, I think Ellie Lazari did a one and a half, which that's a new ball for her, right? Yes, it is. And she stuck it cold. She did. And, oh my gosh, so good. Yes. You look so surprised. Ball. Yeah, it was amazing. And she's an amazing vaulter. So many, our team is amazing at vault. Vault is my worst event. Um, I will be, it was actually, I think the first time that I've done a good full at an inner squad before I've never competed vault since I've come to college. Um, it's always been 
probably my worst event, but they've come a long way and I just want to be an option. If the team needs me, then I want to be ready. And, uh, who knows, yeah. maybe, uh, maybe I'll, uh, somehow get some extra sauce and, uh, <laughs> some more power and, uh, learn a one and a half. Just kidding. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'll try my best. Um, and at least have a good full. <laughs> Love it. So we want to finish this up. We have a little quick round, or I guess we'll call it like a speed round. Just some fun, quick questions. So first question, we know you're from Ann Arbor. We actually just moved to Ann Arbor. Well, I shouldn't say just, we've been here now since February, but it feels like it still feels fresh to We're us. We're still getting used to the area and we've been enjoying going out and like trying the new restaurants and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So we want to know, do you have any restaurant recommendations? What's your favorite place to get food in Ann Arbor? Mm. <laughs> That's a good question. I really like Sava's okay. for uh, lunch or dinner. Really delicious. There's been some restaurants that were so good that I love that have closed mm. recently. Off the top of my head, that's a really good one. I will have to message you guys some of my favorites. Uh, Please do. <laughs> Cause there are some really great eats in Ann Arbor for sure. Yeah. I've been liking blue tractor. I go and I get the mac and cheese and I do some pulled pork on top of it with barbecue sauce. That's like my, <laughs> that's my go-to. <laughs> nice. So the next question is what is your idea of a picture perfect day from start to finish? So if you had like a full day where you could do every single thing that you wanted, the way you wanted it done, what would that look like? I absolutely love that question. Uh, you just set me up to talk for 10 more minutes. Not gonna let's let's go. I'll, I'll give you a couple highlights of what I would like to do in my perfect day. I think about this a lot, if I'm being honest. Um, I would be waking up in a light and airy bedroom with a wall of windows and a view of the mountains and just absolutely gorgeous landscape. Like, I don't know, I'm like in a high up balcony or something like that. Yeah. I go down into my kitchen, which is full of white marble and elegant decor. And somehow there's already a beautiful balanced breakfast with fresh <laughs> fruit and like, I don't know, some sort of toast or fancy oatmeal all ready for me and I eat breakfast and then I would go out and do something active I love being outdoors I love being active so like I don't know a hike or a bike ride somehow I'm in the mountains but I'm also by a beach in my perfect world so maybe there's a sunrise walk on the beach that ends in an acai bowl I guess this is the second breakfast I don't know. Um, It's your day. Go off. (laughs) It's my day. Yeah. So some more exercise and get a great workout in post-workout endorphins, um, fun times. When it's time for lunch, I would like to be sitting at like a hip and trendy cafe with my family or my friends and just enjoying some great conversation and a great lunch. And then we would go out and explore like some town shopping-ish or just exploring culture and uh, seeing people and doing fun things, just like exploring in a city or wherever for, I guess, 
there's a little bit of a blank between like 2.30 p.m. and uh, 7 p.m. Actually, I would love to go out on a boat because I just love wind in my face. That is one of my favorite things in the world. It just puts an instant smile on my face. And so like a boat ride or something, but no waves because I hate waves. They scare me. Being out in the middle of the ocean, not so good. But we're, we're having a nice boat ride. And then the day ends with a sunset walk on the beach. I guess we can like veto the sunrise walk on the beach because I'd rather the sunset walk on the beach. Okay. Barefoot, toes in the water, squishy sand, and then ending with a dance party with <laughs> friends or family. It has to end in a dance party. That's the, that's the perfect day. Um, <laughs> I think that that would be... That would be it. Or I could go skydiving or skiing or something like that in the afternoon as well. Those would be, those would be fun things. That would be a very eventful day. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, we mentioned that you have a food blog, which by the way, want to go ahead and give a shout out to that. What is your Instagram handle for your food blog? My Instagram handle is at zest and finesse. So all spelled out. Zest and Finesse. And then I also have a website and that is just zestandfinesse.com. And you can find all sorts of recipes on there. My goal is to help people find delicious and nutritious recipes and eat healthy and happy at the same time. So show that clean eating can be fun. That's kind of the reasoning behind all the recipes. And hopefully if you're interested in that kind of thing, There's something that looks a little yummy on there for you. What is your favorite recipe to make? Ooh. Lately, I've really been on a baked oatmeal kick. I could eat oats all day long. It's kind of a weird one, but definitely baked oatmeal right now. But I also love brownies and burrito bowls. It's probably one of my favorite dinners. What is the number one item on your bucket list? Oh gosh. I've Sorry, we're putting you on the spot items. with these. Yeah. I'm going to have to pull out my notes there. You know what? Traveling is definitely at the top. Um, I love exploring new places and cultures and landscapes and just getting to go to a lot of different places around the world is my uh, dream. Yeah. Our goal is to travel. We want to go international, but first we're going to try and knock out the whole United States. So our viewers can't see this, but we have a little picture hanging up in our house. We It's a U.S. map and we put a picture in every time we go to a state. So we still have a lot of work to do, as you can see, but we haven't been to Florida. So maybe we need to go to a Florida gymnastics meet, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's such a good idea. I might have to steal that from you with the pictures. That's awesome. Yeah, I got it for her for our birthday. And yeah, honestly, I think it's the coolest thing ever. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Last question. What is the biggest lesson you've learned? Whether it can be something that gymnastics has taught you, it can be something that you've just learned along the way in your personal life. What's the biggest lesson you've learned? Oh, so many. I think one theme overall is just be yourself. I think that is so important and you're not going to feel fully authentic and happy unless you are, you know, who you are. So be you. We want to 
want to take a moment to say thanks to Leah for taking the time to come on our podcast. We are so excited for you and everything that you have going on right now with season right around the corner and of course the release of your board game Balance Palace. If you guys are interested in purchasing the game, it is available right now. It's released today, the day that we release this podcast, which is November 12th, 2021. You can visit Leah's website, which is shopshinecreative.com, which we will also have linked down below if you're interested in checking it out. If you want it in time for the holidays, make sure you order it before November 16th. We think that it would make a great gift for the holidays for any young gymnast or even for the gymnastics fan in your life. So make sure you check it out. I know we plan on getting the in-home board game because your girls can't do any gymnastics, but it still sounds really fun. It's something that I want to try out. Yeah, it's also the first of its kind. We mentioned that during the show. I don't think we've ever had a gymnastics board game before, so I think that the concept is really, really cool. If I was a gymnast, I'd love to play this in the gym. Yeah, I like the fact that there's two different components of the game. There's the in-gym version for people who are actually gymnasts, and then also for people who are gymnastics fans and just want to play at home with their family and friends. I, I really like that there's two different sides to the game, and that it's something for everybody. So check it out if you guys want to support Leah. She did an amazing job, not only with the creation and the design aspect of this game, but also with marketing the game and just marketing herself in general. Yeah. That was something that you and I, Brittany, we were really impressed with, which really isn't a surprise. She is a marketing major, but right. we just want to put it out there for any companies or anyone that's listening to this, how incredible Leah is. Such a talented person, awesome to work with. She's built her personal brand so beautifully. She's well-spoken. She's insightful, as you can probably tell from listening to this episode. And she's really just done a really great job of putting herself out there. And Leah, we are so proud of you and everything that you have accomplished. We're excited for your future. And we wish you the best of luck with your upcoming season. That does it for this week's episode. As we mentioned in last week's episode... This coming week, Brittany and I are going to be going to the University of Michigan to film a video with the gymnastics team for Inside Gymnastics, and that is going to, I'm assuming, take up a lot of our time and our mental energy in it's the It's going next to be month. a big project. Yes, so we're going to be working really, really hard on that, and our focus is really going to be on that project probably for the next month, I'd imagine. So with that being said, we are probably going to take a little bit of a break from the podcast. It's possible that we'll post an episode here or there when we have the time or we have something to say, but also be on the lookout for the video that we're doing with Michigan because we are so, so excited about that. A lot of time, effort, money, passion, all of the things going into this project. So we hope you guys appreciate that. And of course, we're still going to be around on social media and everything. So feel free to like slide in our DMs or tweet at us. If you guys want to talk, we're always here we're at all things gym pod on twitter facebook and instagram and we hope you guys have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you real soon bye, bye.